Ready for payroll that's pain-free because it's perfect every time? Where employee nightmares like insufficient funds, overdraft fees, and missed payments could become a thing of the past? Then you're ready for Betty. With Betty, new from Paycom, employees do their own payroll, giving them greater paycheck insight and the ability to resolve issues before payroll submission for greater accuracy and peace of mind. Learn more at paycom.com slash Betty. That's paycom.com slash B-E-T-I. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Have you ever wondered why the news plays the same five stories again and again? Let me give you a little hint. Brainwashing and repetition is the most basic form of brainwashing. Join me as we look at the news cycle and talk about why the mainstream media is so gutless and afraid to report the truth. What's happening? Happy Monday. Welcome to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and uh, this is the show where the conspiracy is the news. Oh, man, I feel like a million bucks. Actually, I feel like a thousand bucks. How about a thousand bucks? Uh, I don't even know what a million bucks would feel like, but uh, I feel like a thousand bucks. I had I slept well for the first time in days, and I hope you guys are feeling uh, somewhat, somewhat in that same realm of good. And uh, so, meaning the conspiracy is the news with this show is, is just, uh, just like it sounds, right? It's one of those weird, weird, weird situations where you just can't trust a damn thing anymore, and it's it's unfortunate. The whole thing is just unfortunate because uh, we don't we don't have to live like this. And again, the you know the the money powers that be, the you know the same five folks that own the entire damn media or whatever, it ends up just turning this entire thing into a shit show. And it's unfortunate. It it is just one of those situations where well, uh, somebody's got to do the news. So well, well I'm going to do the news. Uh, because again, one one dude with a bad attitude, right, in a computer, right, is like, oh, I'll just do the news then, because these these assholes can't get it right. So here we are. So this show is about that. It's about uh, looking at news cycles, looking at some of the propaganda, and also uh, looking at what real news should be. And uh, as you know, I like a lot of the space stuff. I like the science, like a lot of the science and technology stuff. And it's not even about liking it in particular. It's about hey, this is the important stuff in the world. This is what's going on. 
on. This is what's changing things. This is why we do this. And so anyway, as you know, as part of the whole transparency process, uh, you can give us a call. Uh, like I said, try and interrupt a propagandist while they're hot and heavy and they're propaganda. You'll never get through because they won't put you on. But guess what? I'm not a propagandist. So get, so call me and tell me, uh, tell me you like the show. Tell me you don't like the show. Tell me everything in between. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Put you on the show. Watching watching the chat on Twitch. Watching the chat over on uh, Discord and uh, watching the phone line. So doing our thing. And that's what's up, right? It's uh, It seems very, very simple, but uh, life isn't so simple anymore. It seems to get more and more crazy. And uh, yeah, well, there we go. There we go. All right. What's up, guys? I see you there in the chat. Saturday. Today's my Saturday. I love Mondays. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So happy Monday to you means happy, double happy Monday. <laughs> All right. Let's roll it. Let's do, uh, let's go to this. This is the USA Today. Now, this is one of those uh, those strange ones that's uh, that's pretty bizarre in that uh, we used to report on this stuff uh, and, you know, talk about it and the implications of a new swine flu or a new bird flu or a new this or a new that. And we'd be like, look, you know, guys, like this is, we are like this close to one of these things just mutating and escaping and it could turn into just a, a fucking disaster for the world. Pardon my French. And it, well, <laughs> uh, pro- prophetic, prophetic Michael Strange. And uh, let's, let's do it. So this is, uh, yep, this is from the USA Today. This is, yeah, uh, the February 20th. Bird flu detected in backyard flock on Long Island, New York, officials say. Oh, man. <laughs> a highly pathogenic avian influenza was detected in a non-commercial backyard flock of birds on Long Island, federal authorities confirmed Saturday. Samples from the flock were tested at the Cornell Uni- University Animal Health Diagnostic Center and confirmed at the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service Laboratories in Ames, Iowa. New York officials quarantined the site in Suffolk County and birds on the affected properties quote, will be depopulated to prevent the spread of disease, the USDA said in a statement, noting that the birds will not enter the food system. Uh, The virus has been detected at a commercial turkey farms in southern Indiana and a flock of commercial broiler chickens in Kentucky and a backyard flock of mixed species birds in northern Virginia. That sounds pretty widespread already. What the F? Uh, Indiana officials confirmed Saturday that the virus was detected in a fourth commercial poultry flock. Officials began euthanizing the 15,200 birds from the latest farm. Oh, come on, man. Why, why does this shit do this? Like, literally, mid-article, you're, like, reading it, and the, these these damn things just redirect you to some other website. This is stupid. I mean, it's their website, but another article. Anyway, uh, officials began euthanizing the 15,200 birds. Uh, I like how they use the term uh, depopulation here. Quote, will be depopulated to prevent the spread of disease. Huh. <laughs> Interesting, interesting choice of words, my friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so this is like, we used to, you know, we used to like forehead smack and talk about this stuff and be like, yeah, you know, like this stuff, we laugh at it, you know, and be like, oh, whatevs, it's a new, it's a new swine flu. Who cares? Well, now everybody cares, don't we? Because <laughs> we saw what happened this last time something got out of a lab. I mean, 
you know, got out of a lab (laughs) in quotes. What's up, guys? Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. And uh, just talking about the news, just talking about all kinds of crazy stuff like we always do. And we're going to start with the bird flu. Hey, why not start with the bird flu? 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. Oh, yes. All right. Let's go to this one. This is from uh, newsmedical.net, news-medical.net. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, check this out. This is interesting. February 21st. HIV patient treated with blood stem cell transplant for leukemia achieves long-term remission. Hmm. Hmm. What? A patient living with HIV who received a blood stem cell transplant for a high-risk acute myeloid leukemia has been free of the virus for 14 months after stopping HIV antiretroviral drug treatment, suggesting a cure, according to the Whale and Cornell Medicine physician students who performed the transplant and managed her care. As in... Two other successful cases that have been reported, the transplanted donor cells bore a mutation that makes them resistant to HIV infection. The new case of long-term HIV remission was reported on February 15th at the 29th Annual Conference of Retroviruses and Opportunistic Infections in Denver. Ah, yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. You're right. Bill Gates did just say a new pathogen is on the way Uh, and say that we took far too long to get the, the vaccine out. It needs to be not a year, a year and a half, or two years. It needs to be six months next time. I saw that. Uh, Bill Gates, uh, such such a good dude, such a good dude, such a yeah. Uh, when you look at Bill Gates, it says he's a philanthropist. Ha, I got some other words for that guy. Uh, what I do have uh, other words in particular is he's not a physician. How about that? That's interesting. Isn't it weird that if I say like. If I said the shit that Bill Gates said, they'll shut me down for, like, medical misinformation. But since he's Bill freaking Gates, he can say it, and it's all fine. We're all fine with that guy, right? He can say whatever the hell he wants to say. What's up? We got a random Axel Steel in there. I see you guys in the chat. What's up, Vicky? Real Bernays, Night Stalker. I hope everybody's well. We got uh, all kinds of folks. James, uh, let me as well call everybody out now, because if I don't, I'm going to leave somebody out, and I'm going to make people mad. What's up? Eli's here. We got James. What's going on? on guys dre gibby yeah trust trust what is trust you say what is trust you say uh yeah so anyway all right so we're just uh, kicking it the patient uh, let's see uh, buh, 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 buh. the patient received transplants of blood and immune cell replenishing stem cells after having her own blood cell population including leukemic cells destroyed by high dose chemotherapy That sounds not good. Uh, The transplanted cells came from two sources. Stem cells from a healthy adult relative were used to quickly restore her blood cell population to reduce infectious complications and umbilical cord blood from an unrelated newborn child who was used to provide long-term blood reconstitution. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. There's where it gets dicey, right? Umbilical cord blood. Hmm. Well, hmm. Uh, Cord blood is used to supply blood, uh, blood stem cells for transplants for patients unable to find matched adult donors. Transplant specialists have found that cord blood may be used successfully Successfully, even when they come from an unrelated donor whose immune markers only partially match the recipients. Doctors in this case used cord blood re- uh, containing an HIV-resistant gene called, variant called CCR5 
triangle 3-2, whatever that means. HIV normally uses the CCR5 co-receptor to help it infect immune cells, but the receptor's 32 variant effectively blocks viral entry. So, as usual, right, good stuff here if, well, there's good stuff to be had. And, there, you know, don't get me wrong, there's good stuff to be had. It's not, the world isn't all dire, and we're all not, uh, it's the end, the end is not nigh, guys. Don't buy the meteor juice. It's from Charlatans. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, and we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. All right, let us continue, shall we? Let's go to CNBC. (laughs) Yeah! Woo! UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson, that's right, the guy with the bad hair, lifts all remaining COVID restrictions in England. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, uh, yep. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson on Monday lauded the lifting of all remaining COVID restrictions in England as a moment of pride as he set out the government's long-term plan for living with the virus, prompting concern among public health specialists and opposition lawmakers. The move will see the legal requirement to self-isolate for up to 10 days after testing positive dropped a month earlier than planned. The government also controversially scaled back access to free COVID tests. Ah, yes. It comes just one day after Britain's Queen Elizabeth tested positive for COVID. Yes, that's right. At the Olympics, no less. Yes. The 95-year-old monarch is experiencing mild symptoms, according to Buckingham Palace. The Queen is widely believed to have had three shots of coronavirus vaccine but only the first was formally acknowledged oh i see i see oh all right physicians have expressed concern over the government's living with covid plan uh, with the opposition labor party questioning the decision to phase out free lateral flow tests speaking ahead of the announcement johnson said the rule change will mark a moment of pride after one of the most difficult periods in our country's history Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Y'all were in World War II. (laughs) Y'all were like on the brink of extinction as Hitler stormed through (laughs) Europe and had you as his tastiest choice next. (sighs) Okay. All right. Well, what can you do? What can you do? I don't know. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, Downing Street says it is in a strong position to, to consider lifting remaining legal restrictions in England following its vaccination program. It added the pandemic is not over and the government will continue to take a cautious approach in learning to live with the virus. So here we go, right? It, finally, at this point, two, two weeks to flatten the curve looks like it became two years. And this is exactly why when the government says shit, you should be extremely extremely wary because well two weeks is not two years right not only that think of all the damage that's been done from here to there and all the rest of that again one man's opinion i'm just telling you my opinion on this and why it pisses me off all the double standards all the upside down shit that makes absolutely no sense you put up a piece of plastic somewhere and suddenly it's supposed to help something right you 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 wear a cloth mask on your face and it's supposed to help something I, I'm, I know in many cases I'm preaching to the choir. It's truly tragic that some generational businesses have been shut down forever because of this, because they, a Walmart's allowed to open because they're fine, right? You know, that's it's nece- necessary. But then the mom and pop selling, you know, anything that Walmart sells as well. No, sorry, shut down. You're not you're not uh, you're not sanctioned to open. And of course, uh, well, you're uh, you're non-essential. So shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down and uh, leave us alone and uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to you uh, in two weeks hmm. 
<laughs> oh, I see. Two two weeks, you say. Uh, interesting. What do you guys think? 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Put you, on the, uh, put you on the show. Easy as that. What's going on, guys? Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Let's go to the New York Post. Oh, oh the New York Post. The finest propaganda on the west side or the east side. I mean, uh, could artificial intelligence really wipe out humanity? Oh, <laughs> this is a this is a rosy a rosy headline for a Monday. Why not? Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, da, da, blah 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 blah. However, despite the widespread and relatively harmless use of this technology in nearly every facet of our lives, they're talking about Alexa and they're talking about Siri and things like this. Uh, some people still seem to believe that machines could one day wipe out humanity. Oh yeah, you guys heard of Skynet? Yeah. How about Skynet? Uh, the this ap- apocalyptic. I can't say it. Apocalyptic idea has been perpetuated through various texts and movies over the years. Oh, and radio shows, by the way. Even staple figures in the field of science, such as Stephen Hawking and Elon Musk, have been vocal about technology's threat against humanity. In 2020, Musk told the New York Times that AI would grow vastly smarter than humans and would overtake the human race by 2025, adding that things would get unstable or weird. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds that sounds super hot, unstable or weird. Yeah. Uh, despite Musk's prediction, most experts in the field say humanity has nothing to worry about when it comes to AI. At least, not yet. Oh, not yet. Uh, yep. Uh, what do you guys think? AI? Nah. Should we be worried? Strawberry fields forever, like uh, Elon Musk has said. And uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, all good. All good. All right. Well, I don't know. Uh, this is one of those things that uh, is an ongoing conversation. And as technology develops and we find backdoors and hacks and everything, well, you have to wonder. You have to wonder at least a little bit, right? At least a little bit. All right. So what we're going to do right this instant is we're going to take a quick break, of course. And our sponsor is you. Don't go anywhere. More Troubled Minds when we return. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. 
Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. All right, let us continue. This is Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and there's always more news. Let's get to the next. Let's go to good housekeeping because we rarely do good housekeeping. Let's do that, and uh, let's uh, let's take a look at this. Speaking of uh, the um, <clears throat> the thing that's out there, the 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 elephant in the room, uh, vitamin D could play a role in avoiding severe Omicron symptoms, according to new research. Oh no, shit. You don't say. Uh, But experts say vaccines are key to utilizing any potential vitamin D benefits. Ah, as the supplement cannot block infection on its own. Well, (laughs) mm, I won't say it. Uh, I know you're thinking it. I'm not going to say it because if I say it, well, I'm not Bill Gates. (laughs) Vitamin D's role in the prevention of the spread of COVID-19 has been long contested by many experts since the pandemic began, fueled by early chatter of alternative treatment methods back in 2020. But a new piece of research has once again reignited the public's interest in these supplements as scientists highlight a possible association between vitamin D levels and the immune system's ability to fend off severe COVID-19 symptoms, particularly a associated with the Omicron variant. Uh, the small-scale study, which was organized by researchers in Israel and is based on data collected between April 2020 and February 2021, was recently published in PLOS One Plus One, and uh, I think they spelled plus wrong, double plus one, <laughs> double plus good. Anyway, and presents a case that researchers say is equally relevant for Omicron spread as well. The data was collected from 253 people who were admitted to hospitals for treatment. Can you explain to me this can you please explain to me this how come they do trials on like as small as like 253 people for shit like this like is is this useful like isn't the whole idea of trials to have like just a big ass batch of people so you can like kind of cancel out the statistical noise i mean it's frustrating am i right like oh, oh and this is this is why i look at stuff like this is because okay this seems fine right but you're still talking about 253 people and by the way it wasn't about the si- that about the size of the trial that they did when they first rolled out the uh <clears throat> vaccine i mean and then that's, that's fine let's just roll it out to 100 million people now right that this should be fine this should be fine Anyway, uh, what can you do? Uh, Further links found within the study suggest that those who were lacking vitamin D were 14 times more likely to experience severe COVID-19 complications, which the National Institutes of Health defined as someone likely needing a respirator to breathe. And in severe cases, those who experience respiratory failure, septic shock, or multiple organ dysfunction. Those with a vitamin D deficiency were significantly more likely to die due to infections, the study found. 25.5 six percent mortality rate versus just 2.3 percent for those who weren't lacking vitamin d that right there seems compelling no even though it is a small sample size hmm, 
What do you think? What do you think? Uh, and, uh, well, I don't know. As always, right, causation, correlation, all the rest of this stuff. There are probably some other indicators. Again, I'm not a doctor. What, what WTF do I know? But there are probably some other indicators in uh, people that have a higher vitamin D uh, rate in their body, probably because of some other things, probably more activity, you know, more physical activity. They're probably outside more often. You know what I mean? I'm assuming and guessing here, but you would expect. Okay, so there's probably some other factors. I'm not saying vitamin D is the cure-all of anything. I'm just saying, well, having having a high level of vitamin D probably can't hurt you. How about that? Well, uh, I take that back because it is toxic in some people, and I'm not a physician, and before you change your diet or your supplements, please contact your doctor. You see what I did there? Ow! <laughs> All right. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. Uh, in video game news, we rarely do video game news, but let's do this because the, since we live in the upside down, I saw this and I thought, yeah, let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Warzone's new anti-cheat measure gives players a damage shield against cheaters. What? <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, um. This is why we can't have nice things, guys. Uh, uh, let's see. Cheaters will no longer be able to inflict critical damage to other players once detected. Okay. Mm. Now, I'm going to get to the WTF moment in just a second here as I read you just a little bit of this. If you guys have ever played Warzone, Call of Duty, any of the rest of this, it's, it has got a ton of cheaters, and it's annoying as hell, right? Uh, the, the old uh, hip shot from 300 meters and pop you in the forehead without a scope, the no-scope hip shot. Uh, yeah, exactly. I stopped playing, right? Eli says I stopped playing. Check this out. Cheating has been a huge problem in Call of, Call of Duty Warzone, but a new anti-cheat measure will now give non-cheating players a damage shield that will prevent ne'er-do-wells from inflicting, sorry, inflicting critical damage on them. In a new blog, the team behind Call of Duty Warzone shared details on new updates coming to its ricochet anti-cheat system that, quote, relies on data to identify cheating behavior and make our ban waves more impactful. One of these new features is called Damage Shield, and it's an in-game way to not only stop cheaters from winning matches or killing players, but also to learn more about the cheater and stop them from doing so again. Would somebody explain this to me? Okay, so you've got an anti-cheat algorithm that picks up the fact that they're cheating. And instead of just banning them instantly from the game, we're giving a damage shield to the players that don't cheat as we allow the cheater to remain in the game so we can collect data on them? <laughs> what, the, what the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on here? Does this make any damn sense to anybody? This makes no damn sense to me. Like, hey, we got you. We know you're cheating. Keep on playing. <laughs> it's like, what? Uh, all right. Mm, data grab. There you go. Real Brene Sauce has it right. It's a data. It could be, right? Uh, like, this is... Backwards and upside down. Backwards and upside down. Yeah, I know. We'll give them a damage shield against cheaters. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Anyway, in more more uh, more grim and somber news, let's go here. Uh, come on. 
Come on, this POS. All right, we're going to get to this in uh, just a little bit because this actually, uh, yeah, right. All right, because it now has a paywall where it didn't before because I got my plus five things this month. And uh, all right, I'm going to just kill that. We'll get to that at the end instead as it archives. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubledminds.org. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Don't start a riot. Let's go to uh, Universe Today. Yeah, one of my favorites. Let's see. Here we go. Universe Today. Here we go. Uh, Hacks are super easy and affordable. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't cheat in those games because, one, you can't trust the hacks, even if it was fun. Uh, And then even if it was fun and you were hacking, how quickly would you become bored just destroying everybody? Yeah. Uh, anyway, we'll get we'll get back to that Washington uh, Washington Post article shortly after my paywall situation is handled. Uh, let's go to this universe today. Astronomers discover a strange new star that might be from the collision between two dead stars. Ah, ah. With how many stars there are in our galaxy, there are, there are sure to be plenty of different types of them, but they still continue to amaze us with the di- their differences and constantly challenge our models on how exactly they form. Now a new class of stars was discovered by Dr. Klaus Werner at the University of Tübingen. Probably said that wrong. And they are covered in different materials than expected. Those materials are carbon and oxygen, the byproduct of helium burning, which happens when a star starts to use helium as fuel for its fusion reactions. Usually this takes place in the star's core rather than its outer shell, making these stars unique. Even more strangely, the stars still seem to be burning helium themselves, which generally happens only in much older stars that have exhausted their hydrogen supply. And yeah, the team from the Institute for Astrophysics at La Plata, headed by Dr. Miller Bertolami, think they have an answer to, to why such stars have such unique properties. They formed from a rare stellar merger of two white dwarf stars. White dwarfs usually have the carbon and oxygen shells observed in these other still active stars. They've also been known to merge, though the results aren't the same as what Dr. Werner and his team observed. All right. Anyway, that's probably enough of that. And if you guys want to read more, do you guys have the links? Uh, interesting. I thought it was pretty interesting. Pretty fun. Good stuff. What's going on? Uh, what's up in the chat? Yeah. Yeah, man, I've been in a, I've been in a, just a funk the last several days, like probably all last week. Just my sleeping has been all over the damn place. But um, I'm back to normal-ish as of right this moment. So cross your fingers for me. Think think uh, positive vibrations or whatever the hell that stuff is, and uh, hopefully I can stay on track here. Because I tell you what, it was brutal. Like two hours of sleep, four or five hours awake, two hours of sleep, four or five hours awake, all over the damn place. It was not good. It was not good. I was up at all hours and uh, never getting enough rest and uh, tired sucks. And uh, the night the nighttime schedule sucks. Like Like me, about... 4 a.m. is about bedtime, naturally. I've said this before. 4 a.m., up 10, 10 to noon, depending on how much sleep you need. And, uh, yeah, well, it hasn't been anything like that recently. Uh, full moon full moon uh, screws your sleep. Yeah, that could be, right? Is it a full moon? That's true. You know what? That's true. Every time that happens, I end up like a, just a mess and don't know why. And that's probably it. Is it a full moon right now? 
that could be it. That could be it. All right, let's continue, shall we? Before I bore you to sleep, the actual sleep. Let's go to this, SciTech Daily. All right, speaking of the, the, the devil in the details, well, the devil's in the detail. Fascinating and otherworldly landscape on Mars. And look at this. Look at this. Uh, all right, open image, a new tab. So uh, look at this. Look, look at what the hell this looks like. This is what it looks like on Mars. Hmm, the devil's in the details. It looks like blue hair on mars <laughs> blue hair on mars what what is this okay anyway the devil's in the details fascinating and otherworldly landscape on mars yep chaotic mounds wind sculpted ripples and a dust devil tracks this image shows a fascinating and otherworldly landscape near hook crater in mars's southern highlands this image was taken by cassis camera aboard the esa roscosmos exomars trace gas orbiter on february 1st 2021 and shows part of argyre planitia there you go. Centered at, uh, there's the coordinates if you want to go uh, map them on Mars yourself. Uh, this, this type of scenery is similar to chaotic terrain, a kind of broken, disrupted terrain across seen across Mars where haphazard groups of variously sized and shaped rocks, irregular knobs, conical mounds, ridges, flap-topped hills known as mesas, clumped together, often enclosed within depressions. There are around 30 regions of chaotic terrain defined on Mars. While this small patch has not been defined as one of these, it is apparently, apparently, its appearance is certainly chaotic. Yeah, that look, looks more like veins than hair. It looks creepy is what it looks like. And um, yeah, uh, devil's in those details, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Definitely good stuff. Uh, one moment. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Troubled Minds News. And we will be right back. All right. Welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we've got this. Let's go to, yeah, the, what is this? Uh, the New York Slimes, uh, one of my favorites. One of my favorite propaganda sources. Check this out. You'll never believe this. Uh, this is from uh, 40s. Shout out to 40s out there. Sent me this article, and I was like, what? Uh, she was, who is behind QAnon? Oh, linguistic detectives find fingerprints. Using machine learning, separate teams of computer scientists identified the same two men as likely authors of messages that fueled the viral movement. Oh, yes, yes. Well, look at all the all the letters and whatnot. Oh, boy. Anybody follow QAnon? Is this one of those things? Is this still a thing? Why is this still a thing? Uh, here he goes. Open your eyes, the online post began, claiming... Many in our government worship Satan. Uh-oh. Speaking of the devil in the details, that warning published on a freewheeling online message board in October 2017 was the beginning of the movement now known as Q QAnon. Paul Ferber was its first apostle. Oh, now we're talking apostles. The outlandish claim made perfect sense to Mr. Ferber, a South, South African software developer and tech journalist long fascinated with American politics and conspiracy theories. He said in an interview, he still clung to Pizzagate, the debunked online lie that liberal Satanists were trafficking children from a Washington restaurant. He, he was also among the few who understood an, an obscure reference in the message to Operation Mockingbird, an alleged CIA scheme to manipulate the news media. I like how that's an alleged CIA scheme. That's extremely well documented is what that is. 
<laughs> Apostle Paul, right? Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, this is, again, you know, like the language, right? The language. And and again, you guys know me. I'm not a Q adherent. I never have been. I, I dodged this like the plague, basically, when it was hot and heavy and everybody was super into this. I was like... Mm suspicious i'm not i'm not no no thank you i'm not into this and uh, i still am not into this but it is uh, interesting that now we're now we're tracking down the perpetrators the people behind this to get them the guys that ah get them but well it also makes you wonder uh because of course it went viral and so in today's world you got to question what virility actually means and is there a you know this type of thing being manipulated these type of messages being pushed to the fore forefront of the conversation by technocrats by algorithms by right by radicalization plans by well <laughs> you know who i don't i don't have to say it you know who i'm thinking about but the thing is that uh with all of the rest of this like i said I'm, i was never been a q person not a q person sorry uh, i i didn't buy it from day one i was very very skeptical and suspicious especially when the first viral post that i saw said hillary clinton was going to be indicted this weekend her passport's frozen and she would be arrested at an airport and it never happened by the way never happened never happened and by the way she's talking about running for president in 2024 speaking of how she was not indicted her passport's frozen and <laughs> all the rest of this anyway so uh they've narrowed it down to a couple yeah apostle paul is one paul ferber and who's the other guy uh ron watkins is the other guy right uh yeah so they say that uh mr watkins appears to have taken over from mr ferber at the beginning of 2018 both deny writing as q all right anyway so they've these machine learning algorithms have concluded that these are your two Q and people. These are Q. These two people are Q. Um, well, uh, so fine. That's fine. But uh, on the other hand, I want to know how this became a viral sensation. That's what I want to know. I want to know how this got pressed to the forefront and everybody was talking about this and how some people are still talking about this. I want to know. And inquiring minds need to know anyway whatever i kind of don't care i'm over it i was over it when it started i'm definitely over it now uh what's up dre don't forget jfk was supposed to come back and appear in dallas was he or yeah or some shit like this like come on like it, there's a lot of face palm stuff with this for sure uh, enough enough to get my goat let's say that's probably a good way to put it which is why i was always skeptical from the from the very beginning when i saw this stuff i was like oh and then right go follow those guys on twitter i've said this before but if you go you know they say something and everybody's like just eating it up hook line and sinker and you're like but wait it doesn't make sense because of this this and this they come at you so hard and heavy it's like uh it's like telling a cult they're wrong it was crazy i was like okay i'm just gonna stay off of that no we're not gonna do that uh, and anyway here we go let's continue shall we let's go to uh this is cgtn.com china's chang e4 discovers glass globules on the far side of the moon uh-oh what the hell does that mean what marbles alien marbles what is this all right, let's read. The U-22 lunar rover of China's Chang'e 4 mission has discovered two macroscopic translucent glass globules during its exploration of the far side of the moon, which could potentially help reveal the moon's early impact history. Oh, I see. According to a study published in Science Bulletin, the U-22 rover captured images of two translucent globules using its panoramic camera. No composition data has been obtained for the globules, but their unique morphology and local 
context suggests they are most likely impact glasses. Quenched uh, anorthosidic impact melts produced during catering cratering events sorry big words mess me up rather than being of volcanic origin or delivered from other planetary bodies the researchers said oh other planetary bodies so there it is crystal balls orbs infinity stones right uh yeah let's uh let's see what uh this how do you pronounce this microsoft mike please don't freeze up let's see how you actually say this lunar anorthosite is a major rock of the lunar highlands which formed in the lunar magma ocean uh, anorthosite, clearly, obviously, yeah. Uh, the researchers said the globules are different from the glass beads sampled by the Apollo missions as they are larger in size and exhibit colors. Oh, they predicted that the glass globules would be abundant across the lunar highlands, providing promising sampling targets that could reveal the early impact history of the moon. Uh, the Changi 4 probe launched on December 8, 8, 2018, made its first ever soft landing in the Von Karman crater in the South Pole Aitken Basin on the far side of the moon, January 3rd, 2019. So far, U-2-2 has traveled more than 1,000 meters on the far side of the moon. And uh, give me just another moment, Jen, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Here's some more music for you more troubled minds news coming up in just one moment oh yeah
sometimes when you feel like a thousand bucks, your stomach doesn't get the memo. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange. Sorry about that. Sometimes things can wait. Sometimes things can't wait. TMI, I know. But, well, what can you do? Let's continue, shall we? There's always more news. Let's get to the news. We left off at glass globules on the far side of the moon, which is what? (laughs) Marbles? Alien marbles, anybody. Uh, Orbs. What what was it? Yeah, I feel like I'm watching Blade Runner. Yeah. Yeah. All good. What's up, James? Yeah. Uh, Coffee and Jameson. That sounds delicious. That sounds delicious. What's going on, guys? Uh, I see you there. Want to become famous? Yeah. Not really, uh, not like that. Uh, let's uh, let's do let's. Uh, this is what it sounds like when you're floating an entire ocean of maybe juice, right? Yeah, eat more fiber. No, I'm fine. It's all good. Just uh, you know, sometimes. Well, <laughs> like I said, no no need to dwell on that. Crystal balls, orbs, infinity stones. Yeah, let's ban this guy. How do I find this guy? There we go. Ban, delete. All right, banned. Oh, boom. Get wrecked, kid. All right, let's let's roll. Let's uh let's go to LiveScience.com, and here we are. Uh, let's do this. This is. What are the largest impact craters on Earth? I saw this. I thought this was an interesting look. So let's take a look, shall we? Let's go to this. Uh, let's see. Blah 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 blah. All right. 56 wide, 56 foot wide meteor exploded over uh, Chelabink, Russia. Probably said that wrong, creating a shockwave that broke windows and caused injuries. However, it did not make a crater because the meteor didn't actually touch down. You guys remember that, actually, right? I remember that. Uh, let's see, blah blah blah. Number one, anyway, the largest impact crater on Earth in Vredefort crater in, in South Africa is 99 miles wide. 99 miles, not feet, not inches. Miles wide. Yep, asteroids and meteors again. Exactly right. Um, so there we go. That's the largest impact uh, on Earth. That was uh, two billion years ago. They say that's a very, 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 very bad, bad day when that hits. Right. Uh, next, of course, is the Chicxulub crater, the famous one that supposedly wrecked the dinosaurs' day, and uh, that's in the Mexico's Yucatan Peninsula, 112 miles wide. Miles. Miles, yeah, yeah. Uh, then the Sudbury Basin in Ontario, Canada, ranks third and uh, is one of the oldest known impact craters on Earth. A 2014 study in Terra Nova suggests that perhaps it wasn't an asteroid that made the basin, but rather a giant comet, a rocky mix of the asteroid bits and ice. There it is. All right. Well, you tell me. You tell me. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, and we'll put you on the show. Easy as that. More news. More news on the way. Let's keep on trucking. Always more news. Let's see. What do we got here? Um, oh, here's a good one. Oh, here's a good one. Let's uh, let's go from impact craters to, you got it, hugging. Uh, four new scientific findings about hugging. New fascinating insights on the psychological effects. Yep. Here we go. One, getting hugged by others, but also hugging yourself reduces stress hormones. You don't say. Hi, how about that? A recent study by a researcher, oh boy, Alijosha Drezner from the Goethe University in Frankfurt, Germany, and his team focused on the positive effects of hugging on stress. Interestingly, the scientists not only investigated how getting hugged by other people could reduce stress, but also whether hugging yourself does also have a positive effect on stress. Not hugging yourself, you know, hugging other people. Uh, Right, 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 clearly, people. Here we go. Um, So that's one. Number two. 
Hugging duration is important for mood. Oh, most people would agree that hugging has a positive effect on mood. We just feel ever so slightly better if a loved one gave us a heartfelt hug. But what influences how hugging affects mood? A recent study by researcher Anna L. Durin in the Department of Psychology at the University of London, UK, and her team focused on the question of what influences the effect of hugging on mood. In the study, the 45 women hugged a confet... Is that... Uh, hugged a confederate of the researcher for either one second, five seconds, or ten seconds. Uh, what? Does that sound right? Uh, and reported how the hug felt. Uh, the results were clear. Five-second and ten-second hugs both were rated as more pleasant than one-second hugs. Go go hug yourself. Exactly. There you go. There's your new, uh, hey, I'm walking here. Go hug yourself. <laughs> uh, number three, hugs and health are related in older adults. Funny thing, uh, there's uh, hugs. Are, hugs are one of those things, right? Like, uh, I'm fine with hugs. I'm, I'm a hugging guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. What's up? Hey, hey. I'm, I'm hugging here. But uh, there's a lot of people that are just super weird, right? They're super weird with hugs. They just don't want. They don't want to touch people. I don't know, like germaphobes, or I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, you know, there's it's definitely two two kinds of people, right? It's the uh, people that are like, oh yeah, I'm a hugger, and people are like, oh, I'm not a hugger. Back back to f up. Hug off, right? And uh, anyway, interesting uh, how some of the stuff that, you know, is, I love the science. You got to love the science, right? Trust the science. A recent study by researcher Tia rogers Jarrell from the School of Kinesiology and Health Science at New York, uh, York University in Toronto, Canada, and her team focused on the positive effects of hugging on older adults. Previously, not much was known on whether hugging had uh, different psychological effects in different life phases, and the researchers made an important contribution to get a better understanding of the role of hugging in different life phases. The researchers analyzed data for more than 20,000 people. Now, that is a sample size. 20,000 people, not... 324. You know what I mean? Uh, 20,000 people aged 65 years or greater from the Canadian Community Health Survey. And importantly, the researchers found that uh, those older adults that indicated that they had hugs available to them, some, most, or even all the time, had a higher probability to also indicate higher self-rated health and, uh, and than older people who reported to never have the opportunity to get hugged. Who knew? Who knew, Right. There you go. Daryl's got it right. Depends on who's doing the hugging. Uh, those are those awkward long hugs with someone like your uncle. Okay. Well, that's super weird. Uh, this just got super weird. What just happened? Uh, and then, okay, culture influences how we hug. Anyway, I thought it was I thought it was just too Gucci goo to pass this up because, well, you know, let's, uh, you know, hey, hey, I'm hugging here. Hug off. Yeah, there we go. That's a that's a new T-shirt as well. What's going on, guys? There you go. They they hire those professional cuddlers. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's true. That's totally true. That's a weird thing from like Japan or something, right? Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link. We'll put you on the show just like that. Um, there you go. Precursors to sex robots. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go to this. This is pretty bizarre. This is from Space dot com. Cosmonaut brains are rewired by space missions. Scientists find what. Yeah, rewired. Uh, what about life on Mars? What the hell is going to happen to people? Our brains change as we age and grow here on Earth. But what happens to the human brain after being in space for a long time? In a new study, a collaborative effort between the European Space Agency and Russia's space agency Roscosmos, researchers have explored how cosmonauts' brains change after traveling to space and back. And they showed how the brain adapts to spaceflight, finding that the brain is almost rewired and both fluid shifts and shape changes occur 
occur. These changes can last for months after a person returns to Earth, the researchers found. Uh, the strange brain changes from the team observed were very new and very unexpected. Study lead Floris Wutz, W-U-Y-T-S, researcher at the University of Antwerp in Belgium, told Space.com. Uh, for this study, the international research team studied the brains of 12 male cosmonauts shortly before and after their flights to the International Space Station. They also observed these same cosmonauts' brains seven months after returning to Earth. All cosmonauts in this study took part in long-duration flights that lasted, on average, 172 days, just over five and a half months. Uh, quote, we focused initially on neuroplasticity to see how the brain adapts to spaceflight, Wootz said, adding that the team also focused on connectivity within the brains of the cosmonaut subjects. Structural analyses of these of astronaut brains have been done already, but not yet connectivity research, Wootz said. With this paper on connectivity, we finally approach the answers regarding this neuroplasticity. I think, uh, what's her name? Blossom does a, I see a commercial with her doing this uh, science and brain neuroplasticity. They're selling these little video games on your phone or something that's supposed to make you smarter. Comrade, you know what I'm saying? What's up? I see there, Brene Sauce. How you doing? Uh, this is this is weird. This is this is one of those ones that's like okay. So the the brain, it, clearly, we know that it's very adaptable to many situations, obviously. And uh, we talk about the power of the brain all the time on troubled minds. But uh, we have this where it, it, it the space literally is changing the way the brain functions, uh, even in short doses, uh, five months type of stuff. So. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, what does this mean for uh, the people on Mars? Will they eventually go mad because their brains are just changing way too fast, way too hard? And uh, yeah. I don't know, you tell me. Not trying to be a doomsayer here. I wish all the luck for the people that go to Mars, by the way. Uh, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the phone and uh, on the show with uh, myself and whoever might be listening. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Uh, so let's see, I think we're about that time. So we took a, took a quick break in between. Let's get one more word from our sponsor, which is you, and we'll keep on trucking and finish this up. Let's go. Three, two, one, action. Are you digging the show? If so, you can support us quite easily and at no additional cost to you if you already have an Amazon Prime account. Since we stream on Twitch every day, all you have to do is link your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account, and they give you free games on a monthly basis for your personal use, and also a bonus $5 a month to send to your favorite streamer as a way to bring more people to Twitch. And all you have to do is sync up to two accounts and click subscribe. Thanks for considering us. Okay, let's continue, shall we? Uh, welcome back to Troubled Minds News. I'm your host, Mike Strange, and let's roll. We've got this. This is from Live Science. Yeah, you got it. Check it out. Uh, skull of armless meat-eating dinosaur discovered. Oh, man, this changes the entire concept of T-Rex arms, right? I'm always joking with Mrs. Strange, the T-Rex arms. Ah! No, well, paleontologists in Argentina have uncovered an unusual dinosaur skull that belonged to an armless, tiny-brained carnivore that lived about 70 million years ago, new study finds. The newfound species named Gumicia okai for General Martin Miguel de Guemes, a, a hero of the Argentine War of Independence, is a member of, oh boy, Abelisauridae, a clade of di uh, carn... Okay, hold on. Forget this. Microsoft Mike, bail me out one more time. Ah, so good, so good. The newfound species named Gamesia Okoe for General Martin Miguel de Guimes, a hero of the Argentine War of Independence, is a member of Abelisauridae, 
a clade of carnivores that roamed what is now South America, Africa, and India during the dinosaur age. Okay, there you go. Too many big words in a row just melts my brain. Neuroplasticity reset. Uh, it's possible that uh, this thing is, whatever they're calling it, is a close relative of the ancestors of the abelosaurids, the researcher said. However, G-O-C-I-I is different from its abelosaurid relatives in two key ways. It lacks horns, perhaps because abelosaurid ancestors hadn't evolved these pointy skewers yet, and it likely lived in what is now northern Argentina, where its skull was found, far away from most abelosaurids sword remains in Patagonia, southern Argentina, suggesting that this dinosaur group could live in varied ecosystems. Uh, that just looks wrong, doesn't it? Poor guy. Doesn't doesn't even have any arms. Oh, oh man. Oh, uh, what can you do? All right, let's continue, shall we? Let's go to the BBC. Uh, the BBC. We already talked about this a little bit. This is kind of cute. I mean, you know, adorbs. You know how they're always still saying, don't kill grandma? Well, this is everybody's grandma. Uh, the queen tests positive for COVID. Huh. That's weird. Weird uh, that she's, you know, well, I'm not going to jinx anything. The queen has tested positive for COVID. The monarch is experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, but expect to continue light duties at Windsor over the coming week, the palace said. Quote, she will continue to receive medical attention and will follow all the appropriate guidelines, it added in a statement. Her eldest son and heir, the Prince of Wales, tested positive on February 10th after meeting his mother on February 8th. Uh, it is understood a number of people have tested positive at Windsor Castle, where the queen resides. Uh-oh. Uh, later on Sunday, the palace issued a congratulatory message from the queen to the team GB curling teams. That would be uh, Great Britain, I guess. Do they win curling? <laughs> Does anybody give a crap about curling? I saw actually that the, uh, you, you guys will like this, that the, I guess the closing ceremony is already happening. It, I saw it on TV last night. I was like, oh, the Olympics is over. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Big deal. I didn't watch a single Olymp Olympic event, nor do I care. No offense. Call me an asshole. I've been called worse. Uh, let's see. Uh, she heralded the team's outstanding performance at the Winter Olympics, which led the, to the women securing a gold medal and the men silver. Aw, curl. Right, and they slide the thing on the ice and sweep in front of it. The, the sportiest sport ever. She added, I know that your local communities and people throughout the United Kingdom will join me in sending our good wishes to you, your coaches, and the friends and family who have supported you in, in your great success. Prime Minister Boris Johnson said he was sure I speak for everyone in wishing Her Majesty the Queen a swift recovery from COVID and a rapid return to vibrant good health. Can anybody explain this shit to me? Can anybody explain this? I... I don't understand the the royal thing. I don't get it, right? So are they government or are they not government? Clearly they're not, right? But, well, because that would be weird. But then uh, you have, I saw this clip. I wish I pulled it uh, for this show. I, I didn't think about it till just now. But I saw this clip a day or two ago with Boris Johnson. They were interviewing him. And they were asking him to uh, comment on the amount of public money that was going to pay for Prince Andrew and that uh, scandal with uh, Virginia Guffrey. You guys remember she sued Prince Andrew for the Epstein thing and said that uh, he had sex with her when she was underage and he was a profuse sweater. You remember all this? Like he, he sweated a lot uh, and he, he claims it can't be true because he doesn't sweat, right? Like just in, in weird weirdness, super double upside down weirdness. But so the question posed to Boris Johnson was, well, how much money 
public money is going to pay Virginia Guffrey in this settlement that has been announced. Uh, and he said, well, uh, it, it has long been the, the policy of uh, prime ministers to not comment on the royal family. And they asked him again, well, how much public money is going to go to pay this? And he said, no, I, I, he's like, I can't do that. I cannot comment on the royal family. It's like, wait, so are you the prime minister? Or are you not like wh- wh- what can they do to you, bro? I'm confused. Uh, Unless, of course, he's the one not running the joint, right? Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) It's so weird, if you ask me. 702-957-1037. I'll try and find that clip and add it to the the links here. But it was a weird thing. I I don't get the the queen and the royals and the... I don't get it. It's super weird to me. But lots of things are super weird to me because I'm a weirdo. What can you do? Uh, yeah, exactly. Ah, I don't sweat. It totally can't be true, right? That, there's your alibi. I don't sweat. <laughs> God, you can't say I wasn't there or anything like that. You got to be like, no, I was totally there, <laughs> but I don't sweat. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway, let's continue, shall we? There's always more. Here's another weird one. This is from sciencealert.com. And yep, you guessed it. You guessed it. This is what's going on. A mysterious desert bacterium has evolved its own unique ability to photosynthesize. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Researchers have caught a cunning species of bacteria with stolen photosynthesizing technology, and their molecular light-eating devices, unlike any we've ever seen. Quote, the architecture of the complex is very elegant, a real masterpiece of nature, says Mikhail Koblezek of the Czech Academy of Sciences Institute of Microbiology. He continues, it is not only a good structural stability, but also great light harvesting efficiency. While we know the of plenty of photosynthetic bacteria already what's happening inside gobi desert dwelling oh boy another big word uh, gematomonas phototrophica yes is unique sometime uh, during the bacterium's history it stole a whole suite of photosynthesis re- related genes from a more ancient pro protobacterium a completely different phylum of bacteria this shows off the power of bacteria's horizontal gene transfer skills notorious for easily spreading antibiotic resistance allowing an entirely different type of organism to gain to obtain sunlight eating powers sunlight eating that sounds awesome Uh, this new to science highly stable sunlight capturing complex of molecules has a central reaction center an inner sunlight capturing ring seen before in other bacteria and a new type of outer ring anyway this science stuff is you know above over my head because one I'm a knucklehead and then two um, biology class was a long ass time ago but uh, you tell me this thing. This thing has uh, borrowed genes, stolen genes from from a ancestor to create its own. That's right, sun eating technology. Um, is that uh, who else eats suns? Is that Galactus from Marvel, or is that he just eat planets? Uh, there you go. Eat food contaminated by this bacterium, and you will photosynthesize too. <laughs> right? Yes, maybe, maybe. All right, let's go to this. Uh, uh, I love science. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, we've got this. This is pretty awesome. Uh, Yale's happiness professor. This is from the New York Slimes magazine. Uh, Yale's happiness professor says anxiety is destroying her students. No, you don't say. Really? Since the Yale cognitive scientist Lori Santos began teaching her class psychology and the good life in 2018. Uh, isn't that great? Psychology and the good life. So nice. What a nice class. It's become one of the school's most popular courses. Oh, 
Wow. <laughs> nice. The first year of the class was offered nearly a quarter of the undergraduate student body enrolled. Nearly a quarter. A lot of damn people. You could see that as a positive. All these young high achievers looking to learn scientifically corroborated techniques for living a happier life. Uh, anyway, blah, blah, blah. And here we go. Uh, this is an interview with this individual, right? The uh, happiness professor. Check this out. This is super hilarious. And uh, this is how you do journalism, right? Gotcha. Uh, this is the first question to her in this article. Thought it was super hilarious. I had to share. I was just Googling you to find out some minor facts, and I saw a story in the Yale student paper that said, you're taking a leave of absence for burnout. So first, I'm sorry that things were feeling difficult, and second, if the happiness professor is feeling burned out, what hope is there for the rest of us? (laughs) There you go. Now that is how you start an interview, right? Like, hell yeah. Like, look at this patty cake journalism all over the place. But no, we're going we're gonna to go straight attack dog right off the bat. Get her. Get her. Uh, and this is her answer. I, I, I thought this is especially cheeky. Back up, back up. I took a leave of absence because I'm trying not to burn out. I know the signs of burnout. It's not like one morning you wake up and you're burnt. You're noticing more emotional exhaustion. You're noticing what researchers call depersonalization. You get annoyed with people more quickly. You immediately assume someone's intentions are bad. You start feeling uh, ineffective. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't noticing these things in myself. I can't be telling my students, oh, take time off if you're overwhelmed, if I'm ignoring those signals. Anyway, that's how you start an interview, just for for the aspiring journalists out there. And I don't know why anybody would aspire to be that anymore, uh, or even why they ever did. Actually, I I take that back. There used to be a a time when it was important, and actually, uh, in some cases, truthful. But uh, yeah, interesting. Like I thought, I thought it was hilarious. Like, go get her. Hey, why don't you just call it like it is, and why don't we do this all the time? And uh, you know, she she handled it well, I think. And uh, you can read the rest of this, of course, if you have the link if you're interested, but I thought it pretty awesome. Uh, Yale's happiness professor says anxiety is destroying her students. Yeah, no shit. Uh, no, sh- not just her, not just your students, young lady. I'm sorry, but also, by the way, the rest of us. It, anxiety is destroying the rest of us. Uh, that's why you shouldn't watch the news, by the way, because it's trash and fear and fear and fear and fear and fear and fear. All right, uh, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link at troublebinds.org. Let's wrap it up. Here's that one that I actually archived because uh, it had the paywall. Let's go back to the Washington Compost. Oh, democracy dies in darkness, they still say. I thought that was a Trump thing. Well, apparently it's still dying in darkness. Uh, odd. <laughs> odd. Uh, Bernie Madoff's sister... And her husband found dead in apparent murder-suicide, Florida police say. That is tragic, uh, of course, obviously. Uh, but uh, it's funny how Bernie Madoff, right, the, the largest white-collar crook in history, uh, known history anyway, um, that uh, there hasn't been a ton of fallout in this. And now, well, uh, the other shoe drops, right? The sister of Bernie Madoff, the infamous Ponzi schemer who died in prison last year, and her husband were found dead in their Florida home Thursday in what the police described as an apparent murder-suicide. Uh, the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office in a statement posted to a social media account Sunday that the officers arrived in Boynton Beach about 1 p.m. Thursday after receiving a report that a male and female were unresponsive inside their residence. They found an elderly couple with gunshot wounds and detectives said signs pointed to a murder-suicide. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, being that they threw, the, threw, this, threw this guy in the, uh, in, in, the, in the lockup and threw away the key, Bernie Madoff, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, clearly tragic. Um, I thought it was interesting to note that um, uh, the things don't end happy. Like this is that whole, you know, uh, manifestation of um, what would you call dirty living for so long. Uh, you, you, sure, you can be a thief and everything's fine until everything isn't fine. And um, yeah, so I don't know. Clearly, we don't know what's going on in these people's heads or who did what or the rest of this yet. It's very preliminary, very tragic, but uh, interesting that uh, this this type of stuff, uh, like the Epstein stuff, like literally like, crime at the highest levels of the highest chunks of things uh, don't get a ton of press. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And yeah, yeah, I see you guys out there talking about personal days. You're, you're correct. I was I was making fun of the way the interview was really, really scheduled. Uh, you need to take some days off. I agree. It's too much. It's too much just smashing day after day, week after week, right? We need, we need to rest. We need to rest. Some, sometimes you need a day where you don't do a damn thing because you guys know you take a day off on your regular days off. You still got a ton of shit to do because you, you've been working all week and you can, you know, so it's like, you know, you barely catch up with the shit you need to do. Everything's fine. And then guess what? Tomorrow's Monday, right? Proverbial Monday, whatever day that happens to be for you. So I don't know. I, 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 it was not a shot at that. It was a shot at uh, why that class is super popular. They don't want to blame it on the press because they're the press reporting it, but they did go after her with the, uh, the interesting angle to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see da, da, da. Yeah. I don't work if I get, if I don't get, yeah, if I don't work, I don't get paid. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the thing too. I, I spent a lot of time doing that as well and it is not fun. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. If you say you're sick during the pandemic, they look at you weird. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. So, uh, got a couple minutes for you. If you guys want to jump in here and say hi, show feedback, comments on any of this stuff, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We'll put you on the show. It's as easy as that. And I'll even be nice to you. I'll, I'll throw this in on top just, just to sweeten the deal. If you call in, I'll be nice to you. <laughs> How about that? Is that is that okay? Is everybody okay with that? All right. So so anyway, uh, uh, well, here we are, kind of at the end of this. And what does it mean? I don't know. Uh, no, I haven't really learned anything other than well, the world's a shit show. The press is a mess, and uh, anxiety abounds. And what could you do? What can you do? What can you do? Uh, so that's what's up. That's what's going on. And I uh, hope everybody's having a fantastic Monday. Uh, and uh, we're going to have Troubled Minds Radio tonight at 7 p.m. Pacific. You guys know the drill uh, from uh, Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. And what we do is what we do. And uh, there you go. There you go. So uh, so as we finish this up, that's what's happening. Again, you guys are always invited to be on these shows, uh, not just this show, the other show. If you have an idea of a show you want to do, you want to even co-host part of or the whole thing, you let me know. You got me. Uh, you don't have to be a professional co-host because uh, I'm not a professional host. <laughs> so it's totally fine. You're totally fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? And uh, that's what's going on. So so uh, if you want to be part of the show, Troubled Minds Radio, send me an email. I'm getting some nice emails from people. Uh, the the uh, the show on Morgellons actually uh, seemed to be a hit. I'm getting some emails about Morgellons folks thanking me and things like this and giving me additional information. And yeah, it, it's a good thing, right? Kind of, uh, kind of reaching out to... Uh, uh, to, to different um, groups and subgroups of people, and I mean that in a good
good way, not in a division way, of people that have experienced particular things that are, uh, you know, uh, ha- have a completely different worldview because they've been forced to by by some of these conditions they're stuck with. But uh, yeah, so so it's a good stuff, and no, nah, it's, it's personal information that they sent to me and stuff. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share any of the emails just because it's it's private. So so if you send me a private email, I'm gonna just give the gist of it, but I'm not gonna give you private information. I won't do that. Um, so it, it's a it's a very important part of this, or else nobody will ever call you, right? Because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, guess what? I got Daryl's phone number. <laughs> no, they're not going to do that. Uh, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link, troubleminds.org. I don't know what we're doing tonight. I got a couple ideas for the shows. Uh, so we'll see which direction it takes us in the next uh, two and a half hours. So as we finish, it goes a little something like this. Uh, well, we're, uh, we're done. We're done. The bad news is we're done. The good news is, God willing, we've got tonight, and that's the way we go. And then tomorrow and tomorrow, take it day by day. Be grateful for every day you have, because you never know when the world turns tomorrow. And uh, thanks again for being part of this. Thanks for spending your time and energy here with me, with us. And uh, just thanks for being you. If you want to help the show, you know what to do. Uh, Spread the word. That's the easiest way to defeat the algorithms. This old school word of mouth still works. It still works. It still works. You know why? Because people keep telling me, oh, I heard about your show from uh, a friend of mine. Yes. It still works. Still works. Spread the word. Pretty please. Uh, You're welcome to be on the show anytime. This is our show, not my show. And uh, we'll do more tonight with Troubled Minds Radio. So uh, if you want to help, uh, again, you could sub up here on Twitch, Rockfin, or Patreon, of course. If you don't want to spend money, listen to the podcast feed. That's booming. It's uh, growing. It's uh, crazy. And every time somebody listens there, uh, it sends me a few pennies. So appreciate that very much if uh, that's how you help. Uh, Thanks again for listening. Thanks for being part of this. Happy Monday. Don't let Monday get you down remember it's not the monday that sucks it's the locked into the tax slave schedule that sucks yeah all right we're, we're out of here trouble minds news is this michael strange am i i'm me you're you together we're us have a fantastic afternoon we'll catch you guys tonight troubled minds radio at 7 p.m michael strange out time to start firing up the grill from city to shore acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season download the acme app the shop for this season's essentials any way you want open the acme app clip your deals then order your items online an experienced acme associate will carefully select your groceries bag your order and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details